Okay, we're off and running, folks. Another edition of Kelly and Company. Thank you for being with us wherever you're hanging in. Appreciate it. If you want to reach out to the show at all, you can do it simply by asking a question by email. Feedback at ami.ca. That's feedback at ami.ca. The gang at Marketing and Communications can help you out if you have questions about our show, AMI-TV, AMI-Audio, or AMI-Tele. Just simply uh, ask your questions to, to the folks over there. Also... You can ask a question by simply calling us, 1-866-509-4545. Leave a message, mention it's for Kelly and Company. If you don't mind, also give us permission to put it on air. Uh, maybe we can use it in, in that aspect as well, 1-866-509-4545. And if you just want to check out anything about Accessible Media Inc., visit the Accessible Media Inc. Facebook page. Like it if you want to, but there's lots of great conversation and content out there. That's the Accessible Media Inc. Facebook page. Kelly McDonald here with Brock Richardson. It's time to talk to our resident veterinarian, Danielle Jonkind. The human-animal bond plays such an important role in people's lives. And as a veterinarian, it's my privilege to help keep those bonds strong and healthy. I'm Dr. Danielle Jonkind, and welcome to Ask a Veterinarian. We, we have all heard about on the news about the World Health Organization declaring the outbreak of monkeypox around the world and to be a public health emergency of international concern. How many cases do we know about and how many are out there in regards to our pets? Can they be transmitted from pets to humans? Well, Dr. Danielle Jonkine fills us in on this. Danielle, welcome back to the program as always. And can you tell us a little bit about how big this outbreak really is? Sure. So um, a little bit of background on monkeypox you know um it's it's a bit of it's a virus that's uh, endemic to parts of africa um and historically you know the, the people who typically you know get monkeypox were those who lived or traveled to um these places near tropical rainforests and you know there are wild animals in these places who typically serve as a reservoir for the virus to infect humans when they come into contact with these animals And human-to-human transmission of the virus in the past was, you know, possible, but usually very limited. And, you know, there have been cases that, you know, pop up outside of Africa in the past, but, you know, they were usually associated with travel or with contact from potentially infected animals. And 2022 was the first year that an unusual number of human cases and even a few deaths from monkeypox were reported outside of Africa. And since January 1st of 2022 um, to August 7th, um, there have been 27,814 lab-confirmed monkeypox cases reported to the World Health Organization globally. And, you know, to give you an idea of what a big jump in cases this is, um, the CDC in the U.S. reported two cases of monkeypox in U.S. citizens in 2021. Uh, Both were in people who had traveled. And so far this year, they've reported over 9,000 cases in the U.S. Now, I couldn't find any statistics on monkeypox cases in Canada prior to 2022. But even our own public health agency has now counted over 1,000 cases here in Canada. So it's a pretty big jump compared to what it has been in the past. So you've mentioned that some African wild uh, animals... Uh, serve as a reservoir for human infection. Can you tell us which animals uh, are are doing that? 
Well, we, we only have limited information on which animals carry monkeypox, but infections have been confirmed in um, squirrels, rodents, mm. and non-human primates that are native to Africa, um, and in prairie dogs uh, from the U.S. There wow. was actually a bit of an outbreak in the U.S. in 2003 when some African rats were imported and housed near prairie dogs, which were then in turn sold as pets. And that resulted in something like 47 human monkeypox infections. And of course, all of them were in people who handled the infected prairie dogs or handled the equipment and bedding that came into contact with them. So, I mean, you know, those animals, it it has been confirmed that they can get infected and transmit it to people. Wow. It's interesting when you stop to think which animals, what, you know, and when you list them off, you stop and say, Really? really? And because obviously I have no idea one animal from another, what makes it more susceptible. It, it's very fascinating when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a puzzle. And anytime we get yes. a disease that's potentially transmissible from animals to humans or in the other direction, there's always this big question mark hanging over it going, what about this one? Is this one going to be one like that or not? <laughs> you know? And is there any situation at all where, like, household pets can kind of contract this in some way? Well, again, we have some limited information on this, but actually um, the Lancet Journal published a case of a dog with confirmed monkeypox infection on August 10th of this year. And the case was such that the two people who lived in the house were diagnosed with the disease, and 12 days later, their dog developed skin lesions too. And so the dog was examined and swabbed, testing positive for the virus. And the virus isolated from the dog and the humans in the household was genetically sequenced and was found to be identical, which is pretty strong evidence that the dog had the same strain of virus as the people in the household. Wow. So what does this mean? Was the dog ill with the disease? Well, you know, it it honestly isn't surprising that a pet living in a household where a person has an infectious disease um, would test positive for the same infectious disease. So, I mean, we know that microorganisms like bacteria and viruses are, are pretty much everywhere, all over surfaces and in the air and, you know, and everything. And, you know, if a person brings a virus into the house, of course, it's going to be floating around looking for another body to be setting up shop in. And, you know, all bodies, whether they be pets or people, have immune systems to deal with the daily onslaught of these little micro invaders. Um just because they're in our environment doesn't mean that they're going to cause disease. Um, differences right. between species, you know, like differences between pets and people and different species of animals um, make animals more or less susceptible to viruses carried by people and will determine whether or not they will get sick after being infected with a virus. What's compelling about this case with this dog is that the dog actually had skin lesions with the infection, suggesting that the virus was causing some clinical signs of disease in the dog. You know, what we don't know for sure is whether dogs can transmit the monkeypox virus to other dogs or to an uninfected person. Until we know for sure, though, it's better to exercise caution, you know, and just assume it's possible. And once we find out, hopefully that won't be the case. But we already know that people can be infected from other species of animals. Um, Having said all of that, you know, people should definitely not freak out about this (laughs) because, of course, 
at this point, you know, if a dog has monkeypox virus in its body, it probably caught it from the people in the house. And, you know, it's definitely not recommended that people get rid of their pets to avoid catching the disease. And I mean, really, if you think about it, the opposite is true right now. Our pets should be getting rid of us if they want to avoid catching it. And so you mentioned the airborne is sort of the way you felt that the uh, the dog contracted it from the family. Is there any other way that monkeypox can be transmitted that we know of? Well, according to the CDC in the U.S. and the World Health Organization, um, monkeypox is transmitted through coming in contact with infected body fluids. So, um, like discharge from the skin lesions. Um, it can also be transmitted on towels, uh, bedding, clothing that has come into contact with skin lesions. Um, there's also evidence it can be transmitted through respiratory secretions. Um, scientists don't currently know if someone can transmit the virus when they don't have symptoms. I know that was a big thing at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. You yes. know, they didn't know whether, you know, asymptomatic people could transmit it. We know they can now, but at mm -hmm. the beginning we didn't know. So with monkeypox, this is a big question mark right now too. But in the case of the dog case of the dog who was infected, you know, it uh, it slept in bed with the people in the house. And, you know, so, of course, you know, it could have been in contact with body secretions and bedding and clothing and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, you have to kind of consider that. And, and of course, normal day to day interactions with the dog. You know, we pet our dogs, we hug them, we kiss them, we cuddle with them, you know, and that could also certainly expose the dog to the virus. So. If, well, if you have monkeypox, what are the current regulations or, excuse me, recommendations uh, for people who have it regarding their pets? What should they be doing? Well, most of the recommendations are based on the precautionary principle, since there's a lot of information we don't yet know. So, of course, if someone in the home contracts monkeypox, um, they ideally should not be caring for the pets unless there's no other option for anyone else in the house to do so. It's not recommended that you ask a person from outside the household to care for the pet. Um, generally, the best thing to do is to ask a healthy person in the house to do so instead. Um, of course, you know, anyone who's immunocompromised, pregnant people, you know, should not be looking after pets who've potentially been exposed to monkeypox. And pets should be isolated from people infected with monkeypox. And we shouldn't be allowed to come into contact with bedding, clothing, or bandage material from an infected person. Of course, those things all have to be properly cleaned and disinfected after, you know, touching an infected person. So you shouldn't let your pets touch them either. Um Pets should also be quarantined from other people and pets if someone in the home has monkeypox. And currently, you know, they're recommending this for three weeks after the human cases have resolved. So really, that means no walks out in public, no doggy daycare if you have a dog, no leash-free parks. And to reschedule all non-urgent pet stuff like grooming or routine vet visits for things like vaccination. So anything that can wait should wait, I guess, is the best way to put that. And of course, outdoor cats should not be allowed out. Um, if your pet develops skin lesions or gets sick and needs to see the vet, you know, you should let your vet know that there is monkeypox infection in the house so they can take the proper precautions to avoid getting sick themselves. And so besides for the skin lesions, which we've talked about, are there any other symptoms that 
we might see from our pets that would, you know, allude us to the fact that they might have monkeypox? Well, fever and its associated symptoms like lethargy, you know, um, maybe they're not eating as much as usual because they don't feel well. Um, eye or nose discharge and coughing are also possible symptoms. Um, but of course, all of these things are fairly nonspecific. I mean, these are symptoms of a lot of different and much more common problems, right? So at this time, unless someone in the house is known to be infected with monkeypox, it's far more likely that a pet showing these symptoms has something else causing them, you know? So, I mean, the reason to look for monkeypox symptoms in your pets is if someone in the house got it, you know, and now we're watching to see if anything shows up in the pets. I wouldn't look at these symptoms and go, oh, it must be monkeypox, because that's probably not the case. Like I say, they usually, um, in this situation, would be far more likely to catch it from a person who was infected, not just being out and doing the things that pets do. Just sounds so uncomfortable, especially when you talk about skin lesions and things like that uh, for dogs. It's It's really unfortunate and we hope that it doesn't happen to our dogs danielle thank you so much and next week we're going to go over the pros and cons of leaving our dog at home or whether it's best to leave them at doggy daycare so that will be a fascinating conversation next week awesome have a good week guys you as well that was dr danielle jonkine talking to us about monkeypox with our pets We'll step aside for just a couple of moments, folks. Coming up next, how can we make our salad a full, balanced meal option? Nutritionist Julia Carantis lets us know when we return. <laughs> 